go live and play shows. That's the number one thing. I don't know how many, you know what? And I've actually met a lot of artists where they don't want to really play a show unless they know that the, the house is going to be packed. And I thought, well, you, it's just like every, any other industry. You have to start from the bottom. Don't be afraid to work from the bottom up. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, this is Brie Noble, and I am so excited that you are listening to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, where we talk about making great music, connecting to your audience, and growing your business. I am pretty darn excited about this episode because it's the first time I've ever invited a guest back onto the show. I had April Duran on our show back in June of 2015. That meant she was on one of our very early episodes. I believe it was episode number oh, 12 or 13. I mean, it's way back there. And, you know, she was just getting started on a lot of cool stuff that she was doing to help independent female musicians. So we really had a simpatico, you know, we had a lot in common about our goals to help female musicians. And I've been following her and I've noticed that she's been making a lot of cool progress, doing a lot of innovative things and opening doors for female independent artists, finding ways to promote them, ways that aren't necessarily traditional, but are really effective. So I wanted to invite April back today to talk about all that's changed with her since she was with me in June, all that's gone on to build her new label, which is called Raghouse Records. So we're going to get into all that in a minute, but let me tell you a little bit about April Duran. April Duran was born and raised in Southern California, and she attended San Diego State for business management. Ten years later, she completed the music business program at Musicians Institute in Hollywood. Her experience includes VIP supervisor at Irvine Amphitheater for Live Nation, assistant to the general manager at the Wiltern, production manager at M15 Concerts, and founder and creator of Raghouse Radio, Ragmag, and Raghouse Records. Here is my second interview with April Duran. So it's been almost two years since I've talked to April on this show, and I wanted to have her back because I felt like she's made so many amazing things happen in the last two years that I wanted to, you know, reintroduce her to you guys and let you guys know all the awesome things she's doing, especially for female artists. So April, since it's been a while, can you give us kind of an update or even just like remind us how you got into music and give us kind of a little bit about your journey up until now. Sure. Well, thank you so much, Bree. Uh, first and foremost, for having me back, I really appreciate it. And of course, I have to actually let you know that um, that I I look up to you and everything that you're doing, and you're paving the way for so many people, you know, women and men. And I just wanted to congratulate you on your success. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Yes. Yeah, so um, I got into music. Um, I always attended concerts throughout my whole life. Um, 
Um, but when I really decided to dive in into the music industry was when I became a single mother. I was working at a school district. I still am. And um, I just didn't feel that I was being creative. And um, and I just was yearning for that that kind of feeling that I would receive at live concerts or, or watching people perform. So I attended um, Musicians Institute in Hollywood, California. I did the um, night program for the music business. And um, right after that, I landed a job. Um, they created a position for me at Live Nation at, oh, the the Irvine Amphitheater, which is now gone. Long it's gone. It's, they took it down. That's terrible. Oh my yes. gosh. I remember we talked last time about going to shows at Irvine Amphitheater and you know, whatever they called it different things over the right. years, but oh, that's terrible. It's horrible. Gwen Stefani was the last show and actually, I Oh, was, that was smart. Oh yeah. And actually my really good friend, Monique from Safeair, she's been on my radio segment, um, a couple times and actually co-hosted. She opened up for, uh, no doubt Gwen Stefani. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool to see. Um, uh, but yeah, they're building apartments there, but yeah, so that was my first, um, actual, you know, head dive into the music industry. They create a position for me. And then I went from there, I was promoted to the will turn out in Los Angeles. And then from there M15, a local venue where I was a production manager. And then that's when through all my experiences, I realized, man, these these girls and women, not just me, but all the other women that I saw paving the way, uh, you know, they have a tough job they have a, a, a hard road to go down. And so that's it, that's what flickered this idea in my head of creating um, a sisterhood, some type of, you know, group or, or just this thing where everybody could come together, these girls and women and, and just support and empower each other. Wow. I love that. And I was going to ask you that question. You started to answer it, but I get this question all the time. Like, why do you focus on women? Why do you think it's important to specifically promote women? And, you know, I've experienced over the years, some men going like, why are you excluding us? And, you know, how do you feel about all that? Oh my gosh. You know, um, first, you know, I just want to say whatever I'm doing and what I'm doing, it's not like a man bashing, man hating, which I know what you're doing is exactly the same. It's, it's, but every day I feel it was just a boys club, boys club, boys club, every job I had in the music industry, everybody I spoke to, I even felt, um, intimidated, um, when I walked into, um, to my work and, and I don't want to blame anybody. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. What I'm just saying is that it is, you know, certain meetings, um, I wasn't invited to, uh, just all the guys, you know, mm -hmm. and, it, and so, um, I just thought to myself, wow, this really does suck. So firsthand experience is why I, um, I want to support and empower other girls and women in the music industry, because it's just, you know, it's tough. I mean, right now I see a huge trend and I see all these awesome organizations and, and groups popping up, um, to support and empower girls and women in music. And I use the word trend, which uh, very lightly, because I'm hoping it is not a trend. I'm hoping it, it's something that'll grow. Right. This is not a fad. This is like, we are coming and we're here to stay. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> necessary and so long overdue. But I mean, I just, the reason why I'm doing it is because of firsthand experiences of feeling left out, feeling as though they felt maybe I wasn't just enough to attend a meeting or, you know, book a show or, you know, not experienced when they would just hire some guy off the street with way less experience than me. And um, all of a sudden he, he became part of the, the game. 
And, and so I felt excluded somewhat. And then I also saw a lot of women that had positions higher than me and they were considered bulldogs or bitches or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but they had to be what, what they had to do was, you know, work 200% more than most guys or men in, in the same position because they had to prove themselves right from the get go. And, um, it's just one of those things. So I thought, God, things need to change around here. So that's why I decided to create this whole support and empowering kind of thing and for women in music, girls and women. I love it. Of course, you know, I love it. But, you know, for me, it was from the artist side, I felt like I saw so many talented artists and they weren't getting the representation like on the radio. I mean, still, if you listen to the Pulse or something on Sirius XM, 90, 80 to 90% are men. If you, you know, say you read the, the emails that come through from Noise Trade, oh. like they have some fantastic women in there. But if you look or like even Airplay Direct or any of those, like 80, 90% are men. Exactly. Like, I don't know if it's just that, I don't know. I, is it the women are not, you know, putting themselves out there or is it that they're not getting recognized because, you know, they're choosing the men? I don't know what it is, uh-huh. but we're, we're going to change it. We're, right? we're on our way. We are, we're on our yes. way and we're, we're taking names. <laughs> totally. So when we first, when we talked last time, we talked about you were starting or you had just started your Raghouse Records label yes. for female, to promote female artists. Now I want to find out what's happened since then, because I've been seeing you all over the internet and things are going on with Raghouse and you're making a name for yourself. You know, what has happened? Well, um, I started off with the envision of an all female, all genre record label. And because of budget and um, revenue not really coming in like I thought it would um, from creating shows or selling merchandise, um, I realized I had to evolve and be creative and um, reach out in other directions, not give up, you know, just, um, you know, put on your thinking cap. And so, with that being said, I um, decided, well, what other kind of avenues can assist girls and women in music? And so I thought, okay, radio. And so I know there was a huge online radio, um, you know, wave coming through. And I just happened to find an actual online studio. Now, I know a lot of radio, online radio segments are out of a, a living room or a bedroom, or which is fine. I'm not, I'm not saying that's bad. But there was an actual studio, like uh, probably 10, 15 minutes away from me, which I had no idea. And it was called chaoticradio.com. So I went in and I literally just knocked on their door. And I just said, hey, my name's April. I, I live in the area and this is what I have going on. And I would really love to be a part of it, even if it's just one minute doing a rag house records, women in music shout out. And, um, I spoke with the two owners. They had me on as a guest. And, um, so I invited a female, um, female musicians from Los Angeles in the orange County to come on and perform live and, um, acoustic and they're, they're plugged in and everything. Then they asked me to be a guest again. And so I thought, okay, this is what we're on to something. And the two gentlemen at the time, the two owners, Blaine and Mark, they both really liked the idea. They not only did they just like the idea, but they just thought it was awesome that someone from, because like, I think I had mentioned in my last thing that I live in Southern California, but not in the sexy part. It's in the armpit, you know, it's yep. yeah, 30 <laughs> miles away from LA away, 30 miles from Orange County. So anyways, um, 
they decide this is great that this is actually happening in this area, the Inland Empire, which we call it the IE. And so um, that. Yeah, I think we were talking last time about how I won the best female vocalist in the Inland Empire. And people are like, what in the heck is the Inland Empire? Yes, <laughs> but you did that. Awesome. That's good. That's awesome. You did that. What year was that? Uh, 2007. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. <laughs> That's really cool. But still, people don't know where that is. Like, it's it's the stupidest name, like Empire. Like, who do we think we yeah, are, right? And yeah, exactly. And then it's it's funny because when I reach out to people that live in L.A. that are artists, a lot of them are not from L.A. So when I say, oh, I live in the Inland Empire, they're like, where is that? I'm all well, you know, on your way to Vegas, you know, kind of. <laughs> You know, Ontario Airport. That's oh, yeah, said. that's true. Yes, yes. So um, so anyways, the two owners really liked what I was doing. And so um, I kind of mentioned to them, hey, I'll do whatever you want me to do, but I really would love to have my own segment. This is coming from a, a woman who has never had any experience in radio. I didn't know any of the knobs. I didn't know how to plug in. I didn't know how to do anything. And so um, they were very hesitant. So I had to, you know, show them that that I was hungry, that I really wanted my own segment. So I kept reaching out to them. I gave them a proposal. We met, and this was the summer um, right before my SoCal Girl Fest in 2015. And um, they just said, yeah, let's try you out. And so that was the beginning of a, of another road, another avenue that I decided to take for Rag House was, okay, let's do this live radio segment. I have no experience, but the only way you're going to get experience is by doing it. And so I went in so nervous, sweating all over the place. I had no <laughs> idea what to do. I knew there was an intro, an outro. There was, you know, going to be commercials, ads. And I pulled it off. And so we are now in our second season of Rag House Radio. And um, we actually um, broadened our forum into not only empowering and, and promoting girls and women in music, but also um, in sports, entertainment and business. So that has just brought in a ton more of awesome women who have been accomplishing and successful in a lot of areas. And um, I bring them in and we talk and and we have fun and we're, we do a live feed on Facebook, on Raghouse's Facebook. And so that's one avenue that, that we're going down. And so we're getting a lot more attention this because we're in our second season. We're getting a lot more attention. And I feel it's because of the live feed on Facebook. Have, have you felt that, that that's like giving you a lot more attention? It, yeah, it does. It does definitely work. And there, you know, Facebook pushes it out to people, even if you don't like advertise or anything, because they really want people watching video on Facebook. So I definitely think that's true. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I love it that the guests love it because their mom, you know, back east or in Mexico or, you know, people in the UK, they reach out. They're like, oh, my gosh, I really love to see the faces or the artists, you know, live. So it, it's really, yeah. really neat. So that that's, um, a fun thing. And, um, yeah, so we're live every Wednesday, eight to 9 PM Pacific standard time. You can, um, audio on chaoticradio.com, which is our, um, studio host, or you could watch us on rag house radio, rag mag, uh, Facebook page. So that's really fun. That is cool. So let me ask you about your label. So are you only promoting people on that show that are under your label? Like, how is that working? Do you have certain artists that are actually quote, on your label? And are you 
you know, backing them in any kind of a way, or are you just kind of using that name to promote a lot of female artists? I'm, you know what? We are on hold. And when I say we, there has been, my group has grown to not just me now to a few others. We're on hold to actually opening up the rag house records, the label. You're on a major hold, unfortunately, because of the budget, because I want to financially support the artists, but we're still pushing for it. And I'm just waiting for that, for that right time. And I'm going to open up that door because my main thing is to just promote and, and have, um, these artists under a label for girls and women of all genres. So uh, there, there's still a, a work. It's still a work in progress. It's going to happen. Hopefully it'll happen at the end of this year, but I just want to do it right. And I felt like I was haphazardly jumping into it and, um, pulling out my own personal money. And I thought, wait, business, business wise, th- these are not this. I was working hard as opposed to working smart. And, right. Um, right. and I, and so I want to do it right. And, and not only for me, but also for the artists. So I'm educating myself. I'm talking to other record labels. So when it does, when we do decide to move forward and on the record label that it'll be nice and just tight and very professional and, um, and it'll actually help the artists. So. I think that's really smart. So right now you're kind of like a platform, kind of like women of substance where you're promoting lots of female artists and then eventually you'll be a label that will actually support and back artists. Right. My whole creation for Raghouse it has evolved. I want it to be all spe- all aspects of media as well as Raghouse Records. So, you know, visual, audio, um so when I mean that I mean radio, um visual magazine which we actually um also launched and um then the record label and then also um a live we started Raghouse Raghouse on the Road, which we have artists from around the country and around the the world um, who are going to start going live for Raghouse and interviewing people, uh, girls and women in music, sports, entertainment, or business. So that's going to be really fun too. Oh, that's cool. So you actually have artists interviewing other artists? Yes. Okay. And it's going to, and then how, is that going to be broadcast on a podcast or the radio show or how, or is it just going to be like videos? I'm actually, uh, we're going to do it on Facebook, uh, Facebook live. Oh, there okay. is an artist, Vanessa Silverman, who's joined rag house and she, um, is on tour. She actually, um, went on tour, um, to Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, New Orleans this past month. And along her way, she would bump into artists, um, female artists that she felt, uh, would be, um, willing and interesting to interview and, and she wanted to promote them. And so she would just go live just randomly on Facebook. So yes, actually it's an artist promoting an artist, which is a very different view for me because I am not an artist. So it's awesome to see because there's a lot of questions that I could possibly miss or, you know, in an interview because I'm not an artist, but you know, so it's just them talking, going back and forth about the venue, about the show that's going to happen or the show that already happened and, you know, their experience and, um, what women and girls are doing in that area. So it's, it's really neat. It's really neat to see. So I have someone in the UK right now 
someone in Nashville, and then I have Vanessa Silberman going on tour again uh, in January um, around the U.S., and um, we'll just see how that goes. That's kind of like a taster thing, but it's it's a live feed that I feel um, is necessary for whoever she comes across, and, um, you know, so they could also see, hey, there's this, this group of women you know, that, um, want to promote and empower each other. A lot of times they go, wow, this is really cool. So it's a, yeah, that's a great way to get your name out in a lot of different places and to be able to have, I mean, it's always, it's always a struggle to, to have content in order to promote yourself. So having that, like, I mean, you can only produce so much, you know, here in California, it's cool to have that all over the world kind of thing. We've tried to do that a bit with women of substance and doing showcases, I've had artists that have been willing to like kind of spearhead a showcase in their area. And, you know, we've done one in Chicago, one in San Diego, and then a couple in LA. And so, you know, we're hoping to do more of that, but because I can't be there, you know, you got to find somebody that's willing to take it on. Right. And life feed is so awesome. I mean, Really, uh, there's a lot of people I have reached out to and they're like, I'm nervous, I'm afraid. And I totally understand that. But once you get past that fear, you know, it's just really fun. And, you know, I was just watching Jen, our friend Jen from Brassy. Yes, live from the Lou. Live from the yeah. Lou, yes. And I was just watching her right uh, prior to us talking here. And she's just so awesome with that, with the live feed. And I thought, man, you know, just get, just because I was also very afraid because we, we uh, the radio segment, we go live. And once you get past the one or two, three times you do it, it it's just, you know, normal. You forget that it's there and then you start to flirt with the camera and you start to have fun. And, it, you know, it's just a great experience. And it helps because a lot of people want to see who they're listening to. So it's really good. Yeah, I find it strangely addicting oh. um, because <laughs> it's like the idea that I can really go live to that many people after it counts down three, two, one. Like, I don't know. There's just something about that. It reminds me of in the old, you know, when I was young and I used to watch when people would go live on TV and they'd have that three, two, one, you know, and then the little light would come on. And I don't know, it just feels so cool that you can actually do that for many. Right. And then also you could post it and then you get more, you know, uh, viewers because it's there on your page and they go, Oh, what is this? You know, so I'm constantly getting feedback. It, it it doesn't last forever, but I'll get, of course, the, the first night I go live on Facebook. You know, I get a bunch of feedback, a bunch of um, uh, personal messages, emails, and then it'll last for two, two, maybe three days after. So it is a great, it's a, I think it's just such a good thing to have as, as a, a musician or, or, you know, a someone who performs or anything, just go live. People love it. Two people dig it. In the very beginning, it's kind of hard to get viewers because they're like, what's this? But people start to catch on because they realize, oh, there she is again. There she is again. And so, you know, I think it's just a, a really neat outlet for anyone who's interested in, you know, uh, grabbing more attention. And and um, if you're especially if you're promoting like a radio segment or something or yourself, you know, your material. Well, and there's so much opportunity to repurpose that for other things to continue the life of it. So what I'm now doing with this podcast is every other week or two weeks a month, I'm doing a solo show, which originates live on Facebook. And then what I did the other day when I just did a show is I then downloaded the Facebook live. I 
uploaded it to YouTube. Okay. So now I have it also on YouTube. And then I used the converter to convert that to MP3, added my intro and outro, and there's my podcast. Wow. You are amazing. See, that's why I, I See, musicians can be doing this kind of thing. I mean, why do it three times? You can do one thing and do a few tweaks and spread it everywhere. Spread it everywhere. And you know, so many people said you have to start putting it on your YouTube. My YouTube, oh my goodness, I'm so ashamed of it. I, I need to really jump on that because the, that YouTube also is another outlet. And um, I know Chaotic Radio, our host studio for Raghouse Radio, is um, live now they do a live feed for my segment um, on their YouTube page, but I really need to connect that and see this is this is um, the whole you know business aspect where you just have to get down and dirty and and pull off these things that are telling you in the back of your head you know you really need to do this you really need to do this you have to move forward and do it just not ignore it so yeah well you know I'll tell you it it like many things it takes a little doing in the beginning to like set up your system so like my Facebook page. Facebook lives. First I was using my phone uh -huh. and then now I'm like, I hate using my phone. I want to use something that's more stable where I'm more comfortable. So I decided to use my computer, figured out using, um, OBS, which is open broadcasting system uh -huh. or open broadcasting software or something. It's like open source. So anyone can use it. It's free. And it took me like a lot of doing and a lot of frustration the other day. And my, my assistant was like, I'm waiting for your show. It's not here. It's not. I'm like, I know, I know, but I finally got it to work and I was doing testing. So people probably saw me like going live and like, what is she doing? She <laughs> test number three, you know, uh -huh. but you go through the pain, you go through the trouble and then you finally figure out how to make it work perfectly. And you've got the system set up. Now I can do this every week if I want Amazing. to. Amazing. Yes. And that is, that is so, and you're totally right. Cause with Facebook live, I, I had my phone locked into just a uh, profile, not, um, not landscape. And so everyone's like, hello, you're, you know, when we were going live on, on Facebook during my radio segment, they're like, hello, you're sideways. And I would still have people viewing it. But, and then I thought, oh my gosh, I had to unlock it. So I can do landscape and you're right. I'm done using my phone because just this past Wednesday, my sis, my own sister decided to call me during my radio segment while we were going live on my phone. So I thought, okay, this needs to stop. I need to I've always wondered what that was going to happen if somebody called me. I, it's never happened to me before. Yeah, but. no, it, it ha and then my sister, and then she felt bad, and then I got I I made her feel bad because um, she wasn't listening or watching. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> but that's a joke. That's just whatever. Yeah, let this be a lesson to you. If you go live on your phone, like somehow, can you turn off so you can't get calls? You could do do not disturb oh, or something. Exactly. See, it's all a thing and. Let let this be a lesson to our listeners, because I know a lot of you are using your phone to go live. Right. Like you might be having someone. I've seen some of my um, academy members have other people record them while they're in concert, or they set it up with a little tripod so they can, you know, broadcast live while they're in concert. Just make sure your phone's on. Do not disturb. Oh my gosh, such a yeah, personal <laughs> learning experience, just like everything else. Bree, I I, yep. I learned the hard way with everything. My mom. She's ah. always told me everything you have done, you always have to learn the hard way. And especially with rag house, I, but you know what? I wouldn't change a thing because when I, it, when it kicks me in the butt and when I finally go, Oh, that's how it, that's how I should do it. Or that's how it works. It sticks. So that's my way of learning. So I'm glad. So yeah, do not disturb. Guess what? Next Wednesday, I'm going to be do not disturb. So I don't get a phone call from my sister. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. My husband always says, you you cannot learn by someone telling you something. You absolutely have to experience it. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. It's, that's how I am. Like, he'll try to tell me something 10 times, but I won't listen. It must be an entrepreneurial, <laughs> strong woman. Ah, I think it is. Yeah. It's a bullheaded thing. So I wanted to, we talked a second ago about your magazine, but I want to bring that back up. I know it's pretty new and I'd love to find out how, what gave you that idea? How did you get started and how did you get the people to help you design it? It's actually totally gorgeous. Thank you so much. As of right now, we're only online. We are going to go into print for 2017. What actually sparked, and I hope I don't get in trouble, but it's easier to apologize than Uh exactly. Um, I was at NAM last year, 2016, and I was in, um, a hotel that was a NAM membership. And every morning they drop a magazine at your front door, all about NAM. And it was a very awesome magazine. It was very beautiful. It was very, um, informative. Brie, it was like, I was back I, I just, I, the first time, the first magazine I got, I flipped through all the pages, read, and then I thought, really? What was happening was there was rarely any articles from any female musicians, the pictures. Um, and you know what? I hate this stuff because I'm all about whatever women want to wear, go for it. You know, if you want to wear sexy stuff, go for it. If you don't cool, whatever. I'm not that judgmental woman judging women on how they dress or, but there was just pictures, advertisements of girls or not girls, but of women, you know, and there you could tell the whole sex thing was very prevalent. Like it, it was just obvious that they were trying to, you know, they were leaning toward the, toward the sexy thing. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. articles, like I said, I, I think I only counted maybe two or three articles in the magazine. Again, I don't want to get in trouble. I want to be able to have a badge to go to NAM, you know, throughout. The year. So, <laughs> but it was just something. Hopefully they're not listening to this. Podcast. I know. Yes. Or somebody. And then they put, but if they do, you know what? I, I, it's the truth. And so I was looking through it and I posted something on my Facebook about how unfortunate that was on rag House's Facebook. And, um, I'm so happy about this. Um, in my head, I was thinking, wow, online magazine or a zine, you know, just something to promote girls and women or, you know, in music and, um, I had met Shelly Castro Smith. She lives up north. I met her through the California Women's Music Festival. And um, she had actually reached out to me and said in a personal message, hey, April, I don't know if you know, but I'm also a graphic designer. I just saw your post. And so in minutes, her and I, you know, we came together via texting and emailing and we both decided, hey, let's let's join up and make a magazine um, to promote girls and women, not only in just our areas, but also around the world, because of course the internet, you could reach out. And so, um, I started reaching out to our first issue was launched April, uh, 2016. I reached out into Mexico. I reached out to Canada. I reached out to the UK and I thought, you know what? It's not just going to be music. That's when we were starting to broaden our format. I said, Shelly, how do you feel about promoting girls and women, not only in music, but in sports, entertainment and business? She goes, let's do this girl. So I did that. And so we ended up um, uh, promoting Women in Mexico is an all metal band called the Baby Dolls. In Canada, Play Your Gender. It's a documentary about um, girls and women um, experience um, in the music industry. And it's actually going to a lot of 
independent um, movie contests, I guess, mm -hmm. or documentary mm -hmm. contests all around the world. And um, I also promoted uh, Debbie Stewart, who um, owns She Books up in the UK. Girls, women, if you want to book shows or if you're planning to go to the UK, look her up. It's called D Star Booking. She's amazing. She's a hard worker. She's a mom. She busts ass. We promoted, um, and you know what? I'm going to stop there, but I'm also going to say what we learned from it. It was an amazing first start. Um, we even reached out to Seattle. We reached out, of course, to California. Um, but the one thing we learned from that, Brie, and I'm so glad we did, of course, because we were a starting out magazine, our following was very minimal. We forgot to ask the people, oh, hey, can you also, you know, just support and just maybe throw it on? Just say, hey, a thank you to whatever on any social, whatever. There was one person or one group who um, refused. And it was really sad. And they approved of the interview. They sent us approved uh, photos. They sent us everything. But because we were small and probably... You know, and I get that. I get that. Maybe they just didn't. I don't know. Or maybe they had other ideas of why they didn't want to promote it. But that was one very huge lesson Shelly and I learned was um, to get approval. Hey, if, if you really want to be in the magazine, would, would you be willing to support us? And if not, hey, we're not going to be butthurt. We have thick skin. No problem. We'll just, you know, move on to the next person. So that was a good learning experience for an online magazine. So that's interesting that someone wouldn't want to do that. I just, I feel like any promotion, even if it's small, I was just telling my Academy members this, like people don't know how big or small the thing is that you're in, you know, whether it's a podcast or a magazine or nobody's paying attention to the following of how many people are reading Raghouse magazine. Uh -huh. They're just noticing that you're in there. It's a great article. It looks great promote it. Like it's only going to be good for you. Right. I, and you know what I bumped in and you're totally right. And I think it's just, you know, like as in any industry, you know, it's not just the music industry. You'll, you'll bump into people whose egos maybe are just too big or, or, you know, whatever, that's just the world that's, you know, human beings and it, it's just life. And so I, yeah. uh, maybe that's, maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, Shelly and I both reached out to them, um, a few times via email and their manager, uh, you know, yeah, no problem and nothing. And so I thought, you know, mm -hmm. well, you know, move on and, and learn from that. So we just, uh, put out our issue number two, December 1st. And, um, our, that issue, we really kind of stumbled over a few things and and uh, we weren't sure like, okay, you know, I had a few people in mind that I wanted to interview, but I didn't want to do it really quick and messy. So we, we thought, let's just make this issue a little smaller. But then we also wanted to open up advertisement for the magazine. And so that's when Shelly and I put out, oh, okay, let's do some free advertisement. And we are so happy to promote you, Brie, and everything you're doing also. Oh, I so appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like it's the perfect vehicle for what I do. Oh my so. gosh, it was amazing. And, and we also were able to promote others, you know, the Brassy Broadcast, Jen, um, and um, other artists that, that you know, we, we actually were shocked about how many emails Shelly actually said on, just last minute. Oh, you know, if we do this, maybe we should just pick the first 10. And I thought, you know what? You're, you're right. But I, who, I was thinking we were only just going to get a few. Oh no, we got well over, I think it was like close to 35 and I felt wow. so bad. So I felt bad telling people, no, 
But um, in the long run, you know, it it'll bring up that uh, um, attention and, and people see, oh, OK, well, the ads are out again now. Now, you know, so now we're thinking of maybe charging, even if it's just two bucks or a dollar. So, you know, that's how you start. That's how you start the whole thing. And um, and then the viewers are coming and now our viewers have doubled. And, and so we're going to start doing the printing. We're going to start printing out the magazine. But it's really cool to see how many people click on it and, and from where. Right now we don't have that. But for the first issue we did and because um, we were a paying member, but now we're trying to do it just, you know, free and, and see if people are catching on and you know what people are catching on. So we're really excited. So that's, yeah, you're definitely going to have to start charging for ads once you're printing. Cause that's going to be expensive. It's going to be expensive. We already looked, um, the estimated just, uh, printing out 200 magazines. It's going to be close to 12, $1,200. And that's cheap. That's us knowing people. Ooh. So that would be five to six bucks an issue for 32 pages. But we're thinking, I, I told her, I go, no, I said, there's somebody out there who's going to print the same actual beautiful magazine, but cheaper because they believe in us. There's going to be a woman out there owning a printing company going, you know what, let's, let's start off in the beginning. And I just have that feeling. So that's why we haven't gone quite to the printing part yet, but we will. So stay tuned. I will. I will definitely stay tuned. Cause I, I know from what I've seen of you, you'll make it happen. You'll figure it out. You'll knock on doors, whatever you have to do, like you did with the radio right. show. Uh -huh. Exactly. Right? You just have to knock on it. You know, in the beginning I would cry literally in the middle of the night, my poor fiance, he would have to hear story after story. I have grown so much brief from the last time I spoke with you. I can tell. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, plus I love that you're so honest about it. Like, Oh, I, you know, I would cry or, yeah. Oh, I did this and it totally failed. <laughs> you know, I, it's so great that you're honest about all this because everybody can learn. Everybody can learn and it's, it's hard and everybody struggles. And I think sometimes when you're struggling, you feel like you're alone, like everybody's else is not struggling and you're the only one. So you have to throw that out there to let people know, Hey, there's the only way you can do is the only thing you can do is move forward. And mind you, I had a break in the summer. That's why I stopped the radio segment. I, I wasn't feeling creative. I wouldn't wake up in the morning anxious to run to my computer to start working again on whatever I was working on. And I spoke with a few people and my, my mom and dad who are huge supporters. And they're like, maybe you need a break. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, maybe I do need a break. So I took a two month break and I found myself still creeping a little bit and doing stuff and and you know what not, but that break really helped because then I came back more thirsty and more hungry. And so I always give the advice, Hey, if you're not feeling it, don't push yourself because you might lose that creativity or you might lose that thirst and, or you might be creating something and it, it may be just because your heart's not into it. So I, from that experience, that's what I tell people moving forward now. So I think that's such great advice. And I'm actually kind of at a crossroads a little bit in that myself yeah. in feeling a little overwhelmed by all the things I'm doing, which are all awesome. Yeah. But I just feel like certain things are, I, they feel heavy to me. Right. And so I need to reevaluate them and scale them back so they don't feel heavy to me anymore. And I was just thinking about that today, how I can kind of make that graceful exit, not total exit, but exit into something that's just a little less heavy. Right. Yeah. And it's so healthy too, because I, I was just, you know, not, I just, I just felt health wise and, and especially with my family, cause my family is extremely important. Um, I was juggling both and I can, but I thought, you know what, I, it's summertime. I currently work at a school district. And so my son's off. I'm like, you know what, Joaquin, let's go to Disneyland. 
Let's go to Knott's Berry Farm. Let's go. You know, so I had that ability to, you know, just grow within myself personally so I could feel stronger. And I wasn't sure if I was going to come back either, Brie. That was a scary thing. I thought, what if I don't come back? But guess what? I did. So I she's back. back and I have the chills still every time I'm working on something. So I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And as a matter of fact, I wasn't sure if I was going to go back to radio, but the owners called me and said, Oh no, 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 no. What are you talking about? You're not coming back. You're coming back. So that was really cool. They're like, Oh no, you, you do more than what you think you do for this studio. So I was really excited for that too. So it was great for everything. I think. That's cool. I know. I feel the same way. Sometimes, you know, I'm thinking about, oh, I got to do these interviews. They're on my calendar or I've got to do these other things. And I'm like, I don't know. And then I get into an interview and I'm just like, so jazzed. I'm like, I know I'm doing the exact right thing (laughs) right now. I hear you when it's raining, when it's pouring rain and I have to drive to the studio for the radio segment or, you know, just do something for the magazine. And, but like you said, when you get there, you're like, okay, yes. Let's turn this on. So it's a good feeling. Totally. So let me ask you this final question, which I think will be an interesting. And I think I kind of know how you're going to answer, but we'll see. <laughs> um, if you were a brand new artist, I know you're not an artist, but you, you have artists that work with you. If you were advising a brand new artist, what would you tell them would be the best strategy to get started building their fan base right now in 2017? Oh my God, play, play live, go on the internet, do live things. Do, I mean, just go, just, uh, reach out to bookers and say, I want to play, even if it's the opening act, you know, or, you know, it's at five or 12 in the afternoon, just, play just go out there don't worry if there's three people in the audience or if there's 20 people in the audience book shows also utilize the fact that the internet is such an awesome outlet you can be live all the time anytime create a show hey facebook guess what fans friendly fans and family and uh friends i'm gonna go live at this time and i i'm gonna uh you know sing my my new release it's it may be kind of messy, but you know, we're going to, you know, grow together and then just do it live. I mean, the live aspect, I mean, you don't understand how many times people have told me, I love that you're going live. You, you're, you have a face. Oh my God. I didn't even know you look like that. Or, you know, just, um, Oh, thank you for, I've never spoke to you, to that artist. I'm so glad I was able to actually see them and make a comment. And then they replied back go live and play shows. That's the number one thing. I don't know how many, you know what? And I've actually met a lot of artists where they don't want to really play a show unless they know that the the house is going to be packed. And I thought, well, you, it's just like every, any other industry, you have to start from the bottom. Don't be afraid to work from the bottom up. Don't be so true. Oh my gosh. And also when you're new, like you should not be playing to a full house. You're not ready. Right. You haven't worked out your show. You haven't worked out the way that you engage with your audience. You need to earn exactly. that. And so a lot of people, um, don't want to see, um, other, they don't want other people seeing them work from the bottom up. And so unfortunately that's the case. So whatever, so be it. But for me, when I start something and I'm working from the bottom up and this is what I've learned throughout the couple years, you know, so what? So what if no, if I only get one like, you know what? I don't really care. You know, actually I do care, but I guess what? I'm not crying anymore. It's it's not going to stop. It's me. not going to stop me. Yeah. It's just going to actually make me more hungry. 
that is, that's what's so great about your perspective. Cause you're right. So many artists are like, I don't want someone to see me playing at this tiny little coffee house because they're going to think, you know, that I'm a crap artist or, you know, I'm not worth following. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So not true. So not true. They are going to respect you for working for and it. And you have to just put yourself out there and keep doing it. Be consistent. Don't just have a show here and there and then go, oh, why, you know, why are people, why am I not getting fans or, you know, it's just, you have to be consistent and you have to show your face. And if, if you're not into it, then maybe you're in the wrong area. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, just. Yeah. It's just like podcasting. I mean, I couldn't just podcast two times and go, how come I don't have 10,000 downloads? <laughs> you know, I have to keep podcasting every uh -huh. week and every week new people will find me and a certain percentage them of them will keep listening. Some of them won't. That's cool. Uh -huh. It's a, it's a building, it's a percentage game and you just have to keep adding and adding and adding. Exactly. Gosh, Brie, you're so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, you answered that question exactly how I thought oh. the go, go live. Like I knew. And I think that's so important these days too, because there's a lot of talk, um, was talking with my Academy members the other day about, you know, oh, you can do your whole music career online. You never have to even do anything live. And, you know, you can, you can go live and be online and, you know, do it from home or whatever. But I just feel like as an artist, there's something so intrinsic and important about being in a room with people and, you know, honing your craft of being a live performer. Oh, absolutely. That's so strong. And not only that, own, you know, when the local, your local people, when your community for, you know, that's a good start. You know, if you're brand new, start playing in coffee houses and stuff around your home, regardless, and, and start winning the likes and, and, and growing your fan base with your community. And then that's a good, solid, you know, start, I feel with any with any kind of industry that that's my my take on that. Because once I started reaching out to people around here, then they're like, Oh, my gosh, I didn't even know that you had a radio segment. I'm like, holy cow. And I live like two blocks away from you. <laughs> yeah, you have to, I think, you know, grabbing that support of people in your community first really helps and then start reaching out to the internet world around the world. Yes. Yes. I know when I talked to Rachel Sage, she was like, I just started playing in New York and then I started moving concentric circles around that a little further out every time. Oh, so and that's how I built my audience. Rachel. Rachel Sage. Yes. She was on episode number 36. I happen to know that because it's one of my favorites. Awesome of this, this show. So any of you guys, if you want to learn how to build your live, I mean, she's got a rabid live audience. So go listen to episode number 36 of the female entrepreneur musician. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow morning with my coffee. All right. Do it in the, yeah. Well, tomorrow's Saturday. I was going to say on the way to work, but tomorrow's yes, Saturday. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Oh, this has been so good. And I'm so glad you brought up all the live and live, you know, Facebook live and all that. It's so timely since I've started doing that as well a lot more. So I just hope everybody listens to your battle cry to go live and, you know, utilize that technology. So where can people find you? Where can they find all this cool stuff like your radio show and your magazine and just more information about Raghouse? Well, uh, my email is raghouserecords at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook as um, raghouseradio slash ragmag. I'm on Instagram, 
Rag House Records One. I and mind you, I spoke with a uh, personal, um, like a business assistant, and she first thing she told me, April, you need one name. You're all over the place. So, uh, is true. To, uh, first of all, why are you Rag House Records One? Is there a Rag House Records without? There was the one? a Rag House Records in the beginning, and I couldn't get. I even reached out to Instagram. I wanted to start fresh, and for some reason, they just didn't want to let go of that. So I. Thought thought, oh, okay. So yeah, Rag House Records won. So I just decided it was like in a second, a second idea. I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to create a whole new page. So I, I just decided. Mm. So, um, and then I'm on Twitter, Rag House Records, and, um, you could watch my radio segment, um, live feed, like we've been talking about on my Facebook every Wednesday at 8 PM Pacific standard time, where you could go back and see the, the actual footage that's been recorded it's on the Raghouse page, it's right? Exactly on the Raghouse page, okay. or you could go to chaoticradio.com. You can listen there. Um, and that's what the K, by the way, K, yes. how do you spell that? K A O T I C chaotic radio. Okay. Yeah. Chaoticradio.com with a K. Thank you for mentioning that. And, um, rag mag, uh, we're always, uh, posting the link, but you could go to Jumag, which is J O O dot M A G and they publish it there, but we're always spreading out the love of rag mag everywhere with the, with the little link. So, um, Right. So go follow Raghouse wherever you are, wherever you can, and then you'll be able to see the links to all this cool stuff and get involved. I mean, I know, mil, you know, ton, not millions, but tons of female artists listen to this show. So you're going to want to connect with April. And not only that, but in 2017, we are currently working and I don't want to uh, let anything out, but we're currently working on something that will bring all this together. So there won't be just um, just, uh, you know, a billion places, there'll be one place. So I'm really excited about that. I'm actually like filled with goosebumps right now, but that's what we're working on. And hopefully it'll be launched, uh, before 2017 ends, if not for sure, 2018. Well, we'll have to bring you back on to announce that when it's, that, I would love to do that. Thank you. so much. That would be cool. You know, you've got me thinking now I should have a panel. I wonder if I could do that. Oh. And a, a remote panel of like several people like you and Jen and, you know, that work with female artists and do it as a podcast. I wonder if I could Oh my that. God, that would be awesome. It might be hard to orchestrate, but it would be that cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> that would be really fun. And I don't know if you could, you know, you would be able to handle it. Cause I was going to say all these women together, it would be a probably, we'd probably laugh and pee our pants now. Uh, probably. <laughs> But it would be really fun. Yes, to watch. it would. That's a great idea, Brie. I hope. I hope I see that. I hope that you create. Me too. I'll have to think about that one. Well, it has been so great having you. Thanks for letting everyone know how they can find you. And I just want to thank you for being the first person that I've ever interviewed twice on this show. And there's a good reason because, wow, have you done a lot since I talked to you last. Thank you so much. I love you. I love all those women kicking ass out there. And I I hope, I I hope that doesn't get deleted because I um, said a cuss word, but you guys. Oh, it will not. That's our battle cry. Women kicking ass. Yes. Yes. You're kicking ass free and you inspire me all the time. I see your stuff. So thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.